We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the PGP. And we always peel back the curtain on the DA show and let you know what's going on behind the scenes. You can always subscribe by going to iTunes and searching Permission Granted. Also, you can get us on the website, daoncbs.com, which has all of your audio every single day, so I highly encourage you to go there and check it out. Mraz joins me now, and Mraz, we haven't been able to to really dissect the five-year anniversary show because I was out on Friday, had a wedding out of town, then Monday, Tuesday, I was in for Jim Rome, we just finished up Wednesday's show, and we were just jam-packed, so we didn't really have a chance to go back down and dissect. But uh, I thought it was a success. I, I genuinely had such a good time those three hours reminiscing and playing all that old stuff. I listened back to a bulk of it, and uh, I thought it sounded really good, too. I thought Thursday's show was just it was just epic. It, ironically, I, I have no problem with this. It was my favorite show we've done. And I'm a hypocrite because I used to watch like old. I used to hate when the Seinfeld played the clips episodes. Clip so, shows. Yeah, I'd be like, give just give me a new episode here. And ironically, I felt like we ran one of those, and I loved it. It was my favorite show to work on. I felt like I showed up for three hours and just joked around and laughed with friends. That's that's what I felt like, and that included the listeners. I, I thought the thing was awesome so much so that I went back and rewatched it on my smart TV on WatchDA.com. Like I caught it on the loop and stayed with it that night on TV. How was the uh, how was the experience watching uh, the show, having just worked the show? Better because I got to see everybody's reactions more than just being focused on it. Now, as much as I had fun with the show, there was a lot of inner workings, you know, playing back the sound, making sure Pete knew what sound was coming and lining up. And Bilotti, I think, did an awesome job, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Pete did a great job. But having done that, as much as I had fun, there was a lot of focus for once in my life that I needed to put into the show. <laughs> so in taking the focus away and just being able to actually enjoy it, I thought it was so much better. And getting to see everybody's face reactions as we as we laughed around, it was great. If you want to watch any of the video clips, a bunch of them are available on YouTube and they're still available at watchda.com. Cat put up like six different video clips from the show, so you should definitely go there and check it out. They'll be up there and uh, you can watch them. It does give you a different experience because... You're not only hearing the old clips, you're watching us in real time react to the old clips. So that's even better than just listening to them. Yeah, and some of the things I think we laugh at harder now looking back on them, we would have laughed at the time that they happened. Because a lot of the things were so wacky and bizarre that there was like some shock value in it. Knowing that there was no shock value for us and just being able to laugh and enjoy the ridiculousness, I think totally added to it. It did. And, um, you know, 
everybody that I talked to uh, just said they really loved it. They they really, really enjoyed it. I did, too. I thought what was really funny that stood out as I came home and I was I listened to the first hour of the show again. And, uh, you know, the Bourbon Bell comes home and says, so how did it go? I go, I, I think it was really good. And she goes, why? I go, you know, the thing that stuck out was we did three hours of a best of over five years, and none of it was about sports. Yes, <laughs> was, yes, yes. You're every right. really funny thing that happened. I mean, you crying over Derek Jeter was ostensibly about sports, but none of the best of clips were like takes or sports interviews or breaking news. It just was all really funny, non sports stuff which I think says a lot about the show of how unique it is and how memorable all that stuff is. Yeah, for sure. It's the, the wacky is what was what we remember the most. God, that was so great just thinking about all of that. Now that I'm like just processing all of what happened. Go back and watch or listen to all of the, none of our best of stuff had to do with athletes yeah. or coaches. <laughs> and when we do the round. <laughs> or the, games. And I thought we did the perfect way to end the show, and this only further speaks to it. When we do the round table there, and by the way, we had known what clips we were going to play, but we didn't know where we were mapping everything out and what we were doing. We decided 20 minutes before we went on the air, which is typical DA show fashion, that last segment to be able to do the, all right, what is everybody's favorite moment, having listened to the whole show, I thought it was perfect, but then you you think about the four moments we trotted up there. Yeah, again, our favorite moments at a sports show, nothing about sports. Art Garfunkel on a football Friday, yeah. Will in Baltimore at the fake robbery. And I thought that was also interesting that we were able to debate and give reasons why those were the most memorable moments from the show. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I think we hit everything, which is kind of hard to believe because it was only three hours. I think the one thing if we did, see, this is an interesting thing. If you do the 10 year anniversary special, what from the five year will make it right? That's when you know, you really got good stuff. Wow. And we left out a lot of good stuff. I know. And so I'm wondering, so I'm trying to think, did we leave out anything out of the five year that will eventually make the 10 year? And the one thing that I think could is death by salsa. Because, I mean, I am really melting down and kicking my feet, and your play-by-play of that is awesome. When you're like, DA has had back problems before if you follow the show. (laughs) Your play-by-play of that is really, really good. So I kind of wonder if in the 10-year, death by salsa will make it. Probably. And and maybe maybe also we never played play-by-play of... Young guns versus small blocks. You're right, and that really that revolutionized the sport of flag football. The NFL <laughs> Network is now airing games. That was actually on the show, but it could have been audio. I mean, we did play highlight clips on the show. Well, and we did we revisited Mister Six. Yeah. So I felt like that was the time. But I would agree with you. My my excuse, if you will, for you eating the death by salsa. I think it does make the ten year. And I told you the problem is, yeah, it happened before we aired the show, but it also did occur in the sixth year. Of the DA show. So that's your your cop-out. It happened after Jan 1. So it happened after five years because it's now five and a half Yes. Years. So that, if you want to give a technicality of why that did not exist, the only thing that I believe Except happened... Except Torg. Torg. But Torg is so, so epic that it, I named it the best moment in show history. So out of, out of the five-year, what do I think will make the 10-year? I think Torg will. <laughs> Has to. If Torg doesn't, we're about to have some wild five years. <laughs> Torg will, Will in Baltimore faking a 7-Eleven robbery, and you crying over Jeter. I think those will just have to be in the tenure. Yeah, it's hard to argue. That's the Mount Rushmore. Uh, well, the Mount Rushmore, Art Garfunkel. 
You think Art Garfunkel definitely does? I think because if you're thinking about any interview we ever do, <laughs> for interview, like with a person of significance in society, nothing will get weirder than Art Garfunkel. That's yeah, true. No one's going to hang up on me and curse. Right. So Art Garfunkel getting angry and and asking you to ask about something, getting mad about it, it is weird enough. But the simple basic fact that we had Art Garfunkel on to begin with should not be overlooked. And I think Art Garfunkel will make it as well. It's amazing listening back to Art Garfunkel because I was just, you know, like you said, when we're working the show, you can't just be a passive observer and just you listen. You have to actually be focused on what's coming up next and what we're going to talk about and how the audio fires and everything. When I was just listening back to the five year and I listened back as we did the Art Garfunkel, I said, I don't know if I've ever noticed how quickly it's a hairpin turn from him. He's uh, he says literally. Well, it would be coy of me not to talk about Simon and Garfunkel because I spent half my life wanting you to care about Simon and Garfunkel, and now I can't tell you not to care about it. So I said, well, if you feel that way, a couple of years ago you gave an interview and called Paul Simon. You said, I've created a monster. And then he immediately goes, oh, well, I don't want to talk about that bleep. Yeah. That's a that's a horse bleep question. I mean, it, it was like within seconds, I will talk about whatever you want. I know you have to talk. we have to talk about Paul Simon. Oh, well, I'm not talking about that. And then he just starts cursing. Like, what? that is a hairpin turn. It's, it was truly unbelievable. And you forget, because we only remember that part, <laughs> that that interview started with him on a perfectly good line, not being able to hear us. Yeah. And I could tell you a little insider behind that. He said, if we could just change this so I could hear you. I picked up the phone, put it on hold, and put him back up and changed absolutely nothing. And then he heard you perfectly clear. He just has a hearing problem. He just has a hearing problem. But I, from my standpoint, I could tell you our reconnection changed nothing. I didn't do anything just to prove that he could, in fact, hear us. Uh, now, Damon, you sound v- very small from a very far space away. Oh, God, what a loser. <laughs> Garfunkel's got to make it. Uh, I, I love how we're already planning a 10-year, by the way. I hope that, yeah, who knows if we even are allowed to get to a 10-year. I hope that the no-call list stays intact. I hope that Bobby V, Richard Justice, and Joey Chestnut never come on the show again. Jack A, I'm a soft no on. Art, I would have on any day of the week. You know what I thought but of? But the first three, they'll over my dead body. I haven't even talked to you about this. You know what I thought of over the weekend, and I'm only remembering now? I know this is kind of PTI-ish, but it would be cool if we had, like, a Yankee Monument Park of retired numbers where, like, above our watch TA screen, we just had the faces <laughs> of the no-call list people. No names, no anything. Literally just a face of Bobby V, a face of Jack A. So they're always, like, remembered like you're at a stadium with the retired numbers. Great idea. And if any new listener along the way ever... Why do you have Bobby V, Jack A, and Joey Chestnut's face behind you? That's the reminder. Well, that is, you know, that is our Monument Park. That's our... So when you say it's PTI, it's just because they have the faces like on the, the faces. Sticks. But the, but the really, the, it would be like our retired numbers in yeah, a stadium. I really like that just idea. Just the faces. And we have that Watch DA or the, the DA show's turning logo right above the TV. Just so you could get it on the Watch DA. And anytime you have a picture of a guest in studio behind the guest, yeah. will always be those faces looking out. And that's our collection of retired <laughs> numbers. I'm also very proud that it spans all demographics. It is young people. I mean, Joey Chestnut's probably in his 30s. Yeah. Stomach of a 70-year-old now. It is old people, Richard Justice. It is managers, Bobby Valentine. It is women, Jack Hay. It's people of color. It's white. It's young. It's old. It's men. It's female. It's everybody. We do not discriminate. If you screw us, you're off the list. I mean, 
maybe that is a bit we plan for after football season next February and we need like an episode. <laughs> Every hour during the show, we retire <laughs> the heads, and it's like our number, it's our Monument Park Day. And then that goes forward into the next five years of the DA show. I love that idea. And, uh, you know, it's very rare. So it's not like the Yankees where you're retiring everybody because yeah. how often does this happen? And when somebody happens, we add a face to the list. And yeah, it's our own version of Monument Park. I love that idea. Oh, it's such a good idea. Well, five year anniversary was awesome. That special was so cool. Props to you. You worked hard in organizing all of this audio. Even before you went to Hawaii, you Thank left you. it in our hands so that we were able to, while you were gone, work on some stuff, which we did. Pete was awesome with the organization of all of the audio. Cap was awesome in capturing all of our uh, reactions on the simulcast. So it was really cool. The listeners were great because they gave us tons of momentum through the whole thing and memories and everything. So it was just, it was great. If you want to listen to the five-year anniversary special, go to iTunes. Uh, you can catch it there, and then also in its entirety, also on the website daoncbs.com. And like we said, clips are everywhere. So that's side A. Side B is Mraz and Pete the Body Bilotti right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. Been a while since I've been with my buddy, and this is Mraz, the host of Side B, and the executive producer of the DA Show. Pete the Body Bellotti is back on Side B. That's me. That is you, Pete. And it's been a while because I was away in Hawaii. You had mm-hmm. to handle a lot of the duties with Connor Green, and then yes. you were on Side A of the PGP, or the whole PGP in general, bashing me. And then <laughs> last week we had Bogus, and now we're back together. So first and foremost, Hello. Hello. What, what was the last? I don't even remember the half of the last few ones. Well, two weeks ago, you did it with just DA when I was out. And right. I still haven't had a chance to catch up with you. Right. Because of when I was away. And I this is something I like doing whenever I'm on vacation, checking up on the PGP with, you know, life without me behind the scenes. So let's start there. I know we're two weeks removed. We've kind of had some goofy weeks. We had our anniversary show last week. Uh, we had DA doing Rome where I was producing for him there. How did the week without me go behind the scenes well, when I was in Hawaii? Connor's very capable. Connor is a good uh, employee. He's an up-and-comer. Uh, I think uh, it went very well. I was very um, – I let we let Connor kind of uh, man the fort, and, hmm. and he did a very exceptional job. Well, I'm a Connor fan. I know he would do a good job. But uh, what I'm asking, getting at here is in typical selfish fashion, was I missed it all? No, uh, you, can, you can pack your bags um, and, uh, and uh, get them out. Are you serious? Not one ounce of you missed me that week. Ah, uh, no. You are un- <laughs> you're unbelievable. Not one ounce of you missed uh, me. We did a little bit. You're really playing hard to get with we me did right a now. Bit. All right. Well, you know what? Fine. You guys can have it without me. Now, on that <laughs> note, you and Connor continue to work with each other Monday and Tuesday of this week in the DA show time slot with Andy Gresh as the host. And you know I love Gresh, as I was given an opportunity. To produce the Jim Rome show with DA hosting. Now, there's a couple layers of this. Number one, we made jokes about this on the air on show Wednesday. My first opportunity as a producer in this business to produce the, you know, the Jim Rome show. Now, granted, I wasn't producing for Jim. It was DA in for Jim. But still, that's prestigious real estate and radio. And that's a, a show... I would say, unlike any others on CBS Sports Radio, that it really does rely on guests. And I didn't... I get TA one guest has been discussed. Well, let's go back to the beginning of this conversation. Uh, yes, uh, Connor did a great job, and you weren't missed. 
<laughs> so Sunday comes around. I had my big block party Saturday. How would that go? I, I could not make it. I was uh, block party was great yes. as always. Always a good time. Uh, we mentioned we mentioned my brother in law finding out he got married. Oh my the day God. So it was a lot of behind the scenes. We need a PGP, a show behind the show about the block party in general because a lot happened there. But the next day, you know, there's cleanup to be had, and I kind of wanted to go to the beach because I live near the ocean and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, you know what? No, I need to make sure I lock down some guests. I woke up to some texts from DA. Hey, you're producing for me which, in for Rome on Monday. What are we going to do? I spent the whole day, you know, basically sitting down, watching baseball, texting, emailing, calling as many guests as I possibly could come up with, exchanging <laughs> ideas for DA. And we got to about 8 p.m. Sunday night, only, almost 10 hours spent on it, and I had... One guts. <laughs> Nothing. Zero. I hate that Zippo. That's a, that's a bad feeling. Luckily, the next morning, I woke up Monday morning and DA texted his friend, Dante Hall, who was able to come on, so he had a guest. But I struck out. I went over. And you, you'll know this as a producer, Pete. I could get ragged on it because it's all about production. It's what you know. It's what shows up in the box score. What showed up in the box mm-hmm. score is I had nothing, and it wasn't as if I could produce wacky bits because this was a Jim Rome show. So I had nothing. If I fail on a guest with DA. At least I can have, hey, why don't we try something like this, something like this. I mean, I'm giving DA topics, but they're the same topics he could read. I basically was a complete failure on Monday. Well, guest booking is guest booking is a matter of luck. For people in this yeah. from people that But you still have to create your own luck. You have to create your own luck, but you also have to get ahead of it too. You have to, you know, be uh force have foresight in your mind. Now in the summer, it's very hard because schedules are very different. Right. Uh, DA is doing different things. You're doing different things. I'm doing different things. So it gets hard to have that foresight. So I actually emphasize, you know, I'm emphatic of you. I think that's the word, right? You're asking me Uh, to tell you a word? I have no idea. I feel bad for you. Easier way to put it. Thank you. (laughs) I feel bad for you in that spot. That's a tough spot, you know, and to go in there with, that's just a terrible feeling. Going into the Jim Rome show with, with a big goose egg. It's like, it, it just, you might as well just get your first kid. And now, l- luckily, Tuesday, I was able to produce Aeneas Williams and Max Starks, which was awesome. The problem is, we're doing this roundabout on Monday. DA again on Monday is in for Jim Roman. I've been told I'm producing him again. <laughs> and we got a Vern Lundquist book. True story. Okay. okay, everybody loves Vern. DA goes, you know what, this would be the perfect spot for Jim Rome. So I said, great. I got the book sent. I bet you I can get this done. TV, Jim Rome, and this will save me all weekend. I emailed the publicist about Vern. Well, the book comes out in October, so we're going to bring him around in October. Mm. Great. Happy to have Vern Lundquist in in October. What does this mean for Monday? <laughs> I'm sitting, Monday. We're taping this on Wednesday. <laughs> I am in I'm in panic mode. I feel like a starting pitcher who's had a couple bad starts in a row right. and is scared to pitch again on the mound. <laughs> he has the yips. Full disclosure. I don't know what's going to happen Monday. I'm a I'm a nervous wreck. This is a bad well, scene all around. I think you're into football mode now. I think now you can yeah, go down that road. You know, and not to poo-poo the DA show because we have a great show. Obviously, it's just different than the Jim Rome show in that, like, I know if all else fails, guest wise with DA, like there are certain guests we can go to and have on. It may not necessarily be the bigger names, but we're comfortable because we're the little engine that could having on the little engine that could. Jim Rome is a machine that, like, you want the best of the best. So if I can't bring the best of the best. It's a bad look for me. Yeah, it's a bad look for me. So, well, well, yeah, it's it's you want it's like a pitching in the World Series. You want to pitch seven strong, right? At, or or go a complete game if you can, and and get the W. But sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're Matt Harvey. You walk off the mound, and 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 
the Mets lose the World Series like they did in 2015. So to add to this and my bad producing is we're really going inside the radio we here and in, in discussing my in actual depth. job in depth. My follow-up to my goose egg with guests was I come in before the Jim Rome shows on the air, the DA shows on the air, and you guys are with Andy Gresh. Mm-hmm. Andy and Andy Gresh. with the MLB trade deadline there, oh, come on. I ran a, a stunt with Evan Roberts at WFAN where I went back and I retweeted something from May where Jacob deGrom of the Mets was placed on the disabled list. And I put, ah, bad break for the Mets. Now, essentially, the tweet was from May, and I was, you know— Doing a, we were doing an experiment. How many people fall for fake tweets on trade deadline day? Was the bit that Evan Roberts was running. Right. So he used me to do it because he knows I don't mind stirring the pot or taking the bad reaction from it. And I don't. I like having fun with people on Twitter. The problem is when I did this, while you guys are on the DA show with Andy Gresh, Gresh reads the tweet and breaks the news, seeing it pop up for me in the... <laughs> you know, his timeline. I'm, you know, I'm thinking it's breaking news. I'm, th- I, I'm thinking, oh, Gresh is breaking... Uh, I got to go check Twitter. And then when once we tried to check the information, you came in and said he actually read that on the air? Like, right, because Andrew Bogus was in the newsroom goes, uh, Mraz, Gresh just read your DeGrom tweet and is reporting now to CBS Sports Radio, 180 affiliates, Sirius XM 206, that Jacob DeGrom's on the DL because I was pulling a newsroom stunt with people in New York, and there's Gresh reporting it nationally. So not only did I go and over with Jim Rome, I followed up by screwing the regular show I work on, the DA show with Gresh hosting, see, by, by him falling for one of my fake tweets. See, see, that's where you have to stay away from Evan. Because Evan does these goofy things, and you got and, and it killed... Andy that day. It, it killed Andy on the show. It, he was he was uh, totally famished. He was totally off guard. Famished? What he, is that? He, uh, I Upset. Okay. He's totally upset. And, you know, it's uncalled for. I think it's totally uncalled for. It's very unprofessional. I think I think you have to get him out. So you think I was being unprofessional there? I do. I, I mean, do. I was at clearly... Least, if you us, read that, the look, way look, I wrote it, I was clearly at joking. Least give us, at least give your colleagues the note. Well, you know, it was very New York-based, the tweet, so I didn't think you guys would run with it. Yeah, but you are a part of CBS Sports Radio and WFAN. Right. So, you know And what? my Twitter presence is more CBS Sports Radio than it is WFAN, even though right. I comment on New York sports right. as far so, as that. But So you should tell Gresh or, or tell us beforehand, hey, I'm running with this thing. Let's see what happens. And then we would tell Gresh, like, hey... This is what uh, this is what Sean's doing because Gresh takes much interest in what you do. Right. So if you were listening to the DA show hosted by Andy Gresh Tuesday, know that that was my my bad. Is your bad? My uh, bad. Uh, my bad. That was not supposed to de- derail the DA show. It was supposed to derail WFA and New York listeners. And poor Connor Green when I told him he read a fake tweet because Connor Green was producing. Young kid, he was flustered. This is a tanker truck rolling off the road and exploding. That's what that was. So basically, what I'm telling everybody is, I'm a crap producer, and I've uttered that before. And I had a bad early start to the week. Thankfully, DAs bought chips for us to eat on Thursday. Uh, some of those, but a couple of those are disgusting. They they are, but at least it gives me, uh, you know, I could go back to doing what I do. You know, the show right. pony comes out, and eats bin- a little. Binge eating. Right. <laughs> Play to my strengths, if you will. That's right. Run the ball. Let's get back to a home, you know, homestand, if yeah, you yeah. will. You know, yeah. you know what? Hey, we you have know, a homestand here. All you need is six and a win. Right. Three and that, runs and a, and a win. And that's what we're going to look to do this week. All right. That's going to wrap it up for the PGP this week. You can follow Pete on Twitter. Pete the body. And you can follow me on Twitter, at CBS. Have a great weekend, everyone.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.